Welcome to Two Pete in a Podcast, where we will talk about child health from birth right away through to adolescence, dealing with issues of illness, development, and everything else that is of importance. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two Peas in a Podcast again. Our apologies for our constipation episodes being slightly constipated. We had a very busy month and couldn't record. But anyway, here we are. We are now continuing with the management of constipation, and we're going to be talking about the treatment thereof. And as with previous uh, treatment podcasts, we are going to be talking about the non-medicine and then the medicine uh, that we can use. So first thing is non-medication. So what can you do without treating them from the pharmacy? What can you do at home? In terms of managing constipation, we need to increase the amount of fiber that children are getting. And good sources of that are, say, auburn flakes, wheat bix Porridges and veggies. And yeah, hi everybody. And just to be sure that when you're taking, when you're taking fiber that the fiber needs to be properly saturated with liquid when you eat it. Otherwise, you're actually eating dry fiber. So if you, take a, if you put cereal in a bowl, let's say, and you put some milk in it, and you then get distracted and come back 10 minutes later, where's the milk gone? It's made a really nice glue. Exactly. And then you're going to add more milk before you eat it. Mm. So if you, had, if you don't add that milk, so if you eat it just as you've mixed it the first time, where does the extra liquid come from? You. Right. So you need to be sure if you're using fiber that you have to take it with lots of liquids. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Because, and we all know, we all know this. We all know that if we don't drink enough, it becomes difficult. And we all know generally that there's something in our diet that helps us to go and some things that don't. But certainly raw veggies, uh, so in other words, veggies that you buy yourself and then cook up. And good amounts of well uh, diluted, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Fiber that is properly saturated works very nicely. Yeah. So on the fluids, we are happy with pretty much any fluids as long as it's a liquid. Mm. And that's water, diluted juice, tea, uh, but whatever you can get in. And if you, if they really don't like drinking water, then give them small amounts, but more frequently throughout the day. And definitely, if you can, after a meal, especially with fiber, because you need that lubrication just to push it along. Because the fiber tickles the intestines, and it tickles them, but you need that lubrication. Right. The next thing is activity. We want children to be moving around, running, playing, jumping like they normally do, because what that does is it helps get the intestines working, and it helps to get that, that stool out. The other thing that we need to look at is toilet routine. So often when children start uh, potty training or toilet training, they hold onto their stools because they're either too active, too busy, or just refuse. So if we introduce a regular routine of toileting, it will give them an opportunity to pass stool in the soft stage. We have covered this. The longer the stool stays in the intestines or in the colon, the more water the body takes out of it. And then it gets harder. So we're trying to avoid that by going to the toilet regularly. And the good times to go to the toilet regularly are, you'll know this, either some children like it around bath time. So if you sat in the bath and you're nice and warm and relaxed, some children go then. But mostly after a big meal. 
uh, and there's a thing called the gastrocolic reflex, yeah, which, is, chat. Yeah, which is from the stomach to the colon, and it makes, it makes you go. So when you're talking about toilet routine or toilet timing, that's what we're talking, talking about. And then you'll also notice that children, when they want to poop, those that are mobile, walking around, will generally squat down where they are. On that... Yesterday morning, my son squatted on our dining room table. He's like, Daddy, I poop. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Picked him up and ran into the toilet. Thank, thankfully, I shared a poop in the toilet. He's two years old. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the important thing then is that when the children are now migrating onto a toilet, you need to be sure that they can, as far as possible, get into that kind of squatting position. Mm. Can't have them have them hanging on with their hands and balancing on the edge. First of all, it's going to be scary because they're going to think they're going to fall in. <laughs> And that's why it was quite high. Uh, but also, it's just, it's just the easier way to poop. Mm. So you need to make sure that you are sitting in that kind of semi-squat position, and it just makes it a lot easier. So if you have mini steps or something, just to also give them a, a firm grounding under their feet yep. so they can get those legs up. And then, like you're saying, sitting forward. All right. I think that's about it for non-medication. In terms of medication treatment, there are... We have a treatment philosophy, like a protocol that we go through. We need to make sure that the stool that's coming out at the bottom is soft and what is coming through the intestines stays soft. And often with children with constipation, they have what we call impaction, where that stool is so hard that it doesn't want to move or it's very difficult to get it to move. And the intestines themselves, as we have covered, uh, get tired and get or just cannot push this hard log along. So we need to disimpact them or de-impact them, unimpact them, disimpact yeah. them at the bottom. And yeah, so you have to unblo- unblock the drain. Okay. Basically. Yes. So you need to do something <laughs> to make sure that it can come out the bottom. So if it's that hard and it's filled up the rectum that much, I mean, it's going to be really sore. Mm. So, but how do you do that? I mean, the only way you can really unblock the bottom end is either by putting up a suppository and there are lots of those on the market, and they're completely safe. And then there's a the thing, there are enemas. And, and you have very, very small volume enemas these days that are very simple to put in. Um, but anything just to kind of give the that kind of clamping anal sphincter, the area at the bottom that's not that kind of clamped tight because it's going to be sore if it opens, something just to kind of give it a hint that needs to be relaxing. And also to lubricate the stool that's and already there. To lubricate there. the stool that's there, so, and that and that generally will help you to unblock what's there. Uh, there are other ways to do that if those simple measures at home don't work, but we won't go into that. Um, but then, what you also need to be doing is you need to be adding something from the top, so that what's what's getting down to the bottom end is actually liquid, mm. and that's generally the big way that we do it. And the most mm. common way that we do it is to give something. That's going to soften the stool. So a lot of people say... Like a gentle laxative. Well, yeah, I, I don't use the word laxative <laughs> because that conjures up this whole idea that people have about, is, my ch- is the child going to get used to it? Is the bowel going to get used to it? Now, mm. I'm not quite sure what, always what that means, but what we are saying is that the medication, number one, does not irritate the lining of the bowel to make it kind of expel what's there, number one. And secondly, it doesn't work on the muscles of the bowel to say, come on, push harder, stretch harder, push harder. It doesn't do that. It softens the stool. That's it. So the stuff goes in the top. It goes through the colon. It holds the water in the colon so that whatever poop is there that's hard gets soft. You've unblocked the drain with your 
suppository or your enema and boom, there you go. And that's step one. But to get this now into an ongoing routine, it means that you have to then embark on the process of generally using these stool softeners from the top and their syrups and their sachets and they're all hosts of them, doing it on a regular basis. And what I tell my patients is they need to poop every day and it shouldn't be harder than toothpaste. And that's what you need to do. You cannot stop it. And it sometimes takes weeks to do what? It takes weeks for the bowel to get back its stretchiness and its muscular contraction coordinated because it's been so flabby, because it's been so full and blocked up with poop for so long. Secondly, it may take that length of time for the little cuts and the fissures around the anal area to heal. And lastly, the child gets over the mental anguish of pooping because they know every time I've pooped, it's been so painful. You need to actually give them long enough to actually not have that fear in them to actually have a go. And always say to lose the connotation that pooping is painful. Mm, absolutely. Mm. And like we had said before, one sore poop is enough. 100%. Mm. So I think that, that's, that's a really important message that it, once you've unblocked it, that's, that's literally the start of the process. Mm. So what other simple things do you have? You said that there were simple things that we can talk about, like the other mechanical things we can do. That we, I just wanted to quickly touch on that. So for, for treating constipation, is that like leg cycling and well, bicycling? A, yeah, sometimes that legs. works and massaging the tummy and massaging right down above the symphysis. Sometimes literally putting a glove on your own finger and sticking a little finger mm. up the bum and just to stretch it. Anal tickle, exactly yes. right, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, that, that works. Mm. But in general, what we're getting at is increased fluids, increased fiber, and if there is a blockage, you need to undo that blockage and get stool coming through that is soft. Yeah. And don't – and, and, and although there's a bit of a victory when you ha have actually got your child to pass that huge big blop, um, that's the start of the process. You have to help them through the next weeks or months mm. to get back into a decent rhythm. Yeah. And I think it's important to chat to your healthcare provider. Talk mm. to them about it and make sure that you're on the right track. Yeah. Because also in this process, their cramps might also increase because now their intestines are starting to work again. Well, they can. And, and I mean, there's no question that some of the stool softeners that we use, if you're using very high doses of, of one variety, that it may well cause cramping. So you, you might need advice on, so how do I do this and what's the best way and how much water should my child be having and how much fruit and vegetables should my child be eating? The answer is Double whatever it is. And if that doesn't work, well, double again. There has to be mm. – I mean, the simple thing – an idea, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, you know, honestly, if the, if the stool softeners are working to soften the stool to solve the constipation problem, then you should be able to solve it with diet. The problem is that – Children the, don't – Yes, that's right. The children, <laughs> when they're at that age, when they're really battling with constipation the most is when they're also the fussiest to eat. Mm. And then I want to sit down to a bowl of broccoli. Ugh. Trees. Well, exactly. Mm. My son still says, no green stuff. Yeah, no green yeah. stuff. My yeah. children went and bought green plates. I said, I'd said to them every night at dinner, you have to have something green on your plate. And in desperation, they went and bought green plates. <laughs> I said, are you happy now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> well... If your children have allowed you to, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you found this of value, please be sure to sign up to our email list at www.
www.careforkids.co.za. And that's the numeral four. And subscribe in your favorite podcast app or follow us on Facebook. At Two Pete in a Podcast. At Two Pete in a Podcast. TWO, not the numerical two. This is our disclaimer. The information we have given you in this podcast is our own personal professional opinion. We're giving it to you for your own information. Please don't use it to treat yourself or to treat anybody else. Rather, go and see your own medical healthcare provider and follow their advice.